Hey, I'm so glad you're here to watch Live Church. This is not just a program. We pray to God that it's an encounter with Him, that in the worship and in the word that we share together today, that God would speak directly to your heart. He loves you so much, and we're trusting God for greater things to come in your life and for all those you love. Come on, let's get started together now.
thank you, God, for the privilege of serving you, for the privilege of being alive in this generation. Thank you that you love us, God. Thank you that you have a plan and purpose. Thank you that our failures are not going to stop us. And the things that are hell-bent to destroy your church will be literally destroyed because of Jesus and what you have done. And so, God, help me to communicate your word and all that I've thought about over these past few weeks. In Jesus' name we said, amen. All right. I want to invite you to my banquet table, somebody. Woo! We got a banquet table set up. I like it. How many of you love food? Yeah. Gotta love food. How many of you love to eat a beautiful meal and then hang out at the table afterwards? Am I right? Am I right? I think the dining room, the table, the dining table is the most important table in the house. I really do believe that, and it's often neglected in our culture today. But you know, this isn't what I'm preaching about today, but let me just say, if you wanna grow a family, invest in your table. If you wanna build a stronger family, don't just rush off at the end of the meal, hang out at your family and talk about real life. It's no coincidence that Jesus reclined at the table again and again and again. You see it all through the New Testament. You see Jesus at the Last Supper, you know, hanging out at the table right before the cross. But more importantly than the Last Supper, is what's going to happen when we all get to heaven and we're going to have this amazing banquet in heaven. But before we go there, let me ask you a question because some of us have this skill already. How good are you at inviting people to a great restaurant or to see a great movie or something that you think is important? How many of you are great and passionate about your most awesome recipe that you can cook in your kitchen. Because I think there's a skill that we all have about telling people about certain things. And if you come to my house and you let me hang out and I can cook, I'm going to cook a fettuccine con pollo y blanc. The problem with that meal is that it has about 2,000 calories per dish. Right? So you can like, it's the perfect meal to eat before you go on a 21-day fast. I mean, it's perfect. Those calories will sustain you on and on and on. And, you know, if you come and you eat and you have a feast, what happens after the feast? You tell everybody about it. You leave going, I had the best meal last week. You know, I got excited on the way into Wapping Road because a brand-new curry restaurant is opening up right down the road. I'm like, I get excited about that. I tell people about it, a new restaurant, a new thing. And, you know, and I, and I wanted to talk about this because business understands this. Business invests their entire economic marketing strategy in studying the habits of people. Many businesses even have their own vocabulary about it. Disney, the Disney Corporation, uses a term called guestology, and they study their guests, and it's become a science about it. Restaurants today, like McDonald's, make a fortune from studying the habits of people. Coca-Cola has succeeded because of the program they have about telling people about sugar water. This is not a slam against Coke, but I find it amazing that you can go to the outbacks of Australia or you can visit Africa and there you find Coca-Cola. And you see all of these things, all of these products and all of these services that have taken over the planet. And I ask us simply this question because because as Christians, we should understand better than anyone else Amen. the art 
of invitation. And I want to talk about this art of invitation because inviting, it really is an art form. And I'm going to base this in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 19. This is the principle that I'm reading, and I'm reading from the Passion Translation, so it's going to come up behind us on the screens. And the Bible says this, and this is the Apostle Paul talking. He said, I joyfully, everybody say that word, joyfully make myself a servant to all in order to win. I mean, this is good. I mean, this is already good. I could stop here. We make a, a servant of all so that we could win a generation to Jesus Christ. You know, so many people say that, you know, Christianity could be extinct in a generation. I don't believe that. I believe that the church of Jesus Christ is destined to get stronger and stronger, and the gates of hell will not stand against it. I believe the world is only one generation of being one to Jesus Christ. But winning the world to Jesus Christ depends on what I read next. Winning the world to Jesus Christ, you see, God has limited himself to this phrase called partnership. God doesn't just want to use angels. I believe that angels are real. God wants to use us. He wants to use people. Let me go on and read this. And this is what the Apostle Paul was trying to get across. He said, in order to win as many converts as possible. Now, let me just pause there. Now, we're not going to win every conversation. I would like to say we are. We don't know that. Who's going to come to Christ? We, we don't know that. But, but even the Apostle Paul said his goal was to win as many as possible. That means that if we win as many as possible, there might be a few. There might be one or two. There might be a few who are not one to Jesus Christ, but that's their choice. That's up to them. Each person has the own opinion. They have, they have their own opportunities to either accept or reject Jesus Christ. That's not our job to decide that. But on this Palm Sunday day, the week before Easter, we too should make it our goal to win as many people as possible, especially this week. Let me just read on. So the Apostle Paul says this, I became Jewish to the Jewish people in order to win them to the Messiah. I became like one under the law to gain the people who were stuck under the law and on and on and reads. Verse 23, I have done all this so that I would become God's partner for the sake of the gospel. I intend to show that invitation is an art form. I intend to show that through what the Apostle Paul is saying that Winning people to Jesus is not a formula that you follow. It's an art form that you understand. Winning people to Jesus is not a technique. It's different for every single conversation that we enter into. If the apostle Paul says, I acted as I was Jewish to win the Jewish, let me interpret that. Therefore, I follow rugby league if someone else follows rugby league. Wow, they didn't even get one amen in the house. See what I mean? I follow Bradford City. See what I'm talking about? See that right there, right there? Some of you are like, yeah, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to follow Jesus. I love Jesus. But don't you dare make me give up my team. Huddersfield Town. See what I'm talking about there? So it's like, it's like we've got these things. What about people that say, I don't, I don't enjoy sports? Well, then we've got culinary food. We've got movies that we see. We've got family values. We've got all these other interests that we should have. And you say, well, that's for the few. That's for the evangelists. No, let me remind you. Let me remind you what Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says, that Jesus Christ went around everywhere and he was anointed to do what? To ignore people. 
Hmm, yeah, that's about half the church. No, <laughs> to not ignore people, to do good. And I think we, we, we just, we gotta make this so simple that the art of invitation is simply about partnering with God to help people understand how good God is. Let me define this word art. Art is the expression or application of human creative skill and imagination, that's art. So in other words, when we talk about invitation, we wanna talk about using your personal creativity and imagination. If, if we unpack the creativity and the imagination of people and all of the different criteria and experiences and the depth that we have, the body of Christ will find such a sense of growth and explosion because of the creativity in the house of God. And that's what I'm appealing for, this creativity, this imagination to begin to grow. Yes, I have learned to talk about DIY and plumbing. I don't understand it, but I've learned to talk about it. I have learned to talk about parts of cars that I don't understand and building houses and all kinds of different conversations because the people that I'm talking to are into those different aspects and into those different things. And Jesus taught us in John chapter four when he met the woman at the well who was drawing water that we should talk about what people have in their hand, not about what we have in our hand. We might feel very confident about certain part of our own life, but, but if we talk about what people are interested in, that will become the bridge for a deeper conversation about our Lord Jesus Christ. And let me remind you that life is short. Life is so short, we don't know how long people have, and so equipping the body of Christ to be bold and to have courage is absolutely a primary emphasis of our house called Life Church, and many churches like us, because we are the salt and the light. And so if we as God's people don't understand how to communicate the gospel and we're growing and we're planted in the house of God, then what chance do people have that are wandering our streets in our area, in our community, and in our nation? And so I wanted to take us to a great analogy that Jesus talked about, about the banquet table that he set that I wanted to focus to. And so I want you to turn to Luke for me, the book of Luke, and we're talking and turning to Luke Chapter 14, verse 24. And as you turn there, or as you're taking notes, I want to remind you of this recent statistic that the Evangelical Alliance came out with that said that 82%, 82% of people would come to church this Easter Sunday, next Sunday, 82% if they were only invited. Think about that. 82% of people. I mean, this is the highest success rate in terms of people coming to church in terms of time of the calendar year that we have. So let's make the most of this opportunity. But the Evangelical Alliance also went on to say this statistic, which I find very depressing, that said only 2% of people in the UK will actually invite people to go to church next Sunday. So there's an 80% disconnect. Even, even if we do our best with one or two people, I mean, I mean, the entire church, imagine. Imagine if each and every one of us invited someone, we would have an 82% success rate for next Sunday. Just let that sink in. I mean, Jesus is resurrected, ascended, but he sent his Holy Spirit to be our helper so that we could help this sense of outreach happen. And Jesus went on to talk about this concept in Luke chapter 14. Let me dig in and 
read this and get started in this aspect of what I wanted to bring. Because Jesus, he said this. He said, when you throw a banquet, don't just invite your friends and relatives or rich neighbors. I mean, this is Jesus, and he's having this conversation in the home of a Pharisee. So around his table, when he's bringing this, are the religious are there people who attend synagogue every week? They're professional Christians. When they were age 12, the Pharisees memorized the entire first five books of the Bible. I mean, these are people who spend a lot of time working with people just like them. And so by Jesus saying, hey, don't just invite your friends or relatives or the rich Jewish people. No, we need to invite those who never get an invitation. There are so many people who are outside of the friendship circles of Christians. And so we've got to invite them. We've got to make sure that we do that. And Jesus said this, someday there will be a kingdom feast. And I know this table is beautifully set. It's a great table. But this table is pathetic compared to the kingdom table that's set in heaven for every single one of us. So we've got to be clear about what we're inviting people to. When you're clear about what you're inviting people to, then it's so much easier to release your creativity and your imagination. I mean, when you get to heaven, you're going to have food that's so much better than fettuccine campoia we blanc, or, you know, maybe you're a vegetarian, whatever it is that you enjoy food-wise. I mean, it's going to be ridiculous, the quality of the food. And so the quality of the banquet, and this is my point, my first point is this, the quality of the banquet should match the quality of our invitation. The quality of our t invitation should reflect who God is. If the quality of our invitation is, is so low and so short, then it doesn't even compare to what God really wants for us. I mean, this was tested for me last week. I pray this all the time. I said, God, God, help me. Lord, just, just be used by God every day. I said, help me be used by God. And I, I had just got off a long-haul flight, and... I just got back from Australia uh, this week, and the taxi driver had picked me up and, dri and driven me from the airport to the home, and I was tired because that's a long flight back from Australia. Some of you are like, you don't really care about my long flights, and, uh, you know, my point is not that. We all have the equivalent of being tired. Maybe that's just me. Do you ever get tired? Well, we need to be an honest church, right? So, so I get tired, and I was kind of tired, and, I, and the taxi driver starts talking to me about, uh, you know, he just seemed really upbeat. And this taxi driver just had a light about him. And so I said, you're a Christian, aren't you? Risked the conversation. He said, how do you know that? I said, it said, because you have a light about you. And what I didn't realize next is, is that what he said next was this, yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I prayed a prayer. But five years ago, I got divorced from my wife. And for the last five years, I've not attended church. For the last five years, I've been working and I felt that Maybe there was more to life, but I just felt condemned. And so right there in the taxi driver, an hour conversation that resulted in him rededicating his life back to Jesus Christ in that vehicle right then and there. And then I realized I made a new friend. What, what I'm talking about is the quality of my invitation. The quality of my invitation meant that when I described what this church was, this family was, what heaven is, who Jesus is, who God is. When I begin to unpack that, tears begin to run down his face because of the goodness of God. He is irresistible. His name is Jesus. He is so good. And so I'm like, I might be tired. And I got out of that, I got out of that vehicle fired up because of who God is. 
And the book of Philemon says that, that if we're active in sharing our, our faith, that we'll have every good thing in Christ. I think there would be more strength and energy in our church and in our lives if we're more active in sharing our faith. As I begin to pray and seek God, now everyone in my family knows Jesus as their Lord and Savior. It took a long time. It took 20 something years. And it's like, we have to understand that a no now does not mean a no forever. A no at the moment doesn't mean that. And if someone says no, be prepared to say, that's okay. If you're not ready to accept Jesus, don't try to argue and persuade them and make them feel bad. You're gonna burn in hell. You're gonna die, the devil's got you. No, don't do that. The kindness of God leads to repentance. And so say, I get it. You don't wanna receive Jesus now, I get it, but I'll pray for you. Let me pray for your family. Hey, thank you so much for watching. We pray to God that you've been impacted by how great God's word is, by how great God's plan is for your life. But I do wanna say, if you need prayer for anything, then drop us a line, drop us an email. We would love to hear from you so that we can pray for you and just continue on this journey of building life together. Have a great week, month, year ahead.